All right. Emergency pod, boys and girls. College sports are actively being destroyed by one thing and one thing only, and that is greed. So unless you've been living under a rock for the past 24 to 48 hours, you're aware of the absolute madness that has been going on across the college sports landscape. In light of all the recent conference changes occurring across the country, you've got Colorado now leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12. You've got USC, UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 10. And it was just announced this morning that joining them will be Oregon and Washington. And don't forget, there's still a lot of dominoes around the country surrounding conference realignment that are still yet to fall. Judging by the title of this video or this pod, you can obviously infer that I don't agree with what's going on. And you could tell that I don't think very highly of this. I don't think it's very good for the overall health of the sport, and I'm going to attempt to explain why. But because this is such a polarizing issue, I'm going to attempt to rationalize both points of view so we can best understand what's happening and why it's happening. With that being said, this video is going to be broken into five sections, the first of which is a timeline of events that led us here. That's going to be followed by the perspective of the schools involved in conference realignment, the ones that are moving conferences. Then it's from the conferences and teams being left behind their perspective. That's going to be followed by the perspective of the conferences and executives that are benefiting from this, the Big Ten and the SEC. Then we're going to finally talk about things from the perspective of of the fan and what this means for the people who love college sports, love college football, and watch it. So with that being said, let's turn the clocks back a few years to a time when everything was normal and we still had a fairly healthy structure of how conferences looked. So July 27th, 2021, this is what sets things in motion. Texas and Oklahoma notify the Big 12 they will not renew their grant of television rights beyond the 24-25 calendar year. July 29th, 2021, the 14 SEC schools vote unanimously to invite Texas and Oklahoma into the conference as soon as 2025, and then it's later announced that they will join the SEC in 2024. August 24th, 2021, the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC announce a scheduling alliance that basically ensures that their football, basketball, baseball games, you name it, are guaranteed to include mutual opponents, but the Big 12 noticeably left out. September 10th, 2021, the Big 12 announces that BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF will be in the conference by the 24-25 athletic year. June 10th, 2022, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF reach an agreement with the American, allowing them to join the Big 12 with BYU as soon as 2023. June 30th, that same year, USC and UCLA apply for Big 10 Conference membership and have their applications unanimously approved, thus dealing the first major blow to the Pac-12. August 18th, 2022, the Big 10 completes a seven-year, $7 billion media rights deal with major networks including Fox, CBS, and NBC that's set to begin this year. That same day, it is announced that the SEC's massive media rights deal with ESPN will go into effect beginning in 2024. October 30th, 2022, the Big 12 finalizes a six-year, $2.3 billion extension in its media rights deal with ESPN and Fox, securing its future even after Oklahoma and Texas are gone. February 9th, 2023, Oklahoma and Texas are approved to join the SEC as member institutions as soon as 2024. February 22nd, 2023, the Pac-12's negotiations for a new media rights deal appear to stall after nine months. The Pac-12's current deal with ESPN and Fox expires on July the 1st, 2024. 
July 27th, 2023, this is when we start getting into what happened recently. Colorado's Board of Regents votes unanimously to submit an application of membership to the Big 12, the second major blow to the Pac-12. The deal is then completed the following day. Then just a week later, the beginning of August 2023, Clemson, Florida State, and other top ACC member institutions reportedly skip meetings and indicate their interest in joining one of the two major super conferences. Then August 4th, 2023, this morning, Washington and Oregon indicate that they intend to join the Big Ten Conference with unanimous approval expected later today. So that's how we got from point A to point B. We know that these schools are moving all over the country, but now we're going to jump to our second part of the video and try to understand why they're doing this. We're going to put ourselves in the shoes of Washington, Oregon, Colorado, and so. And it really just boils down to one thing, as I said in the beginning of the video, money. A report came out a couple weeks ago that the ACC's top earning institutions were earning about $30 million less in their media rights deal than schools in the Big Ten and SEC. So obviously these schools like Clemson, Florida State and such have a reason to be upset. They're getting the short end of the stick as far as financials go. Obviously, with Colorado leaving, Washington and Oregon also saw the writing on the wall in trying to leave the Pac-12. I think they realized pretty quickly that the conference was a sinking ship and their way of doing things, whether it's the media rights deal, it just wasn't sustainable. So, like I said, this drive for money and profit drove them towards the Big Ten Conference, who was bringing in pretty much double the money they were making in the Pac-12. You've got bigger institutions, bigger games a more lucrative television rights deal. So for these schools involved, it was a no-brainer. And then you look at the point of view of the conferences and teams being left behind. And the first thing I want to do here is assign some blame to the Pac-12 because their nonchalant way of doing things ultimately became their undoing. There's a long timeline of events and things they could have done differently that led to Colorado eventually breaking the glass ceiling and heading out to the Big 12, and then that was obviously followed by the news of Washington and Oregon today. They stood pat with their media rights deal for as long as possible, and now they're inside a year from it expiring with still no deal. There's reportedly no communication with platforms like ESPN. Instead, they're negotiating with platforms like Apple TV, streaming services, and whatnot. The Pac-12 is an absolute dumpster fire. And then you look at the actions of the ACC, where Commissioner Jim Phillips went on record saying a couple weeks ago, I talked about this in my ACC preview show, that basically he's okay with his conference staying static and being in that third or fourth place position. He sees no need to expand. Well, that's the first thing I wanted to do. I wanted to clearly put some blame on the conferences being left by these teams, because like I said, there was absolutely merit in Oregon, Washington, and now Florida State and Clemson leaving their current conferences for bigger and better things. But that leads to schools like Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford. They're essentially in, in between a rock and a hard place now. They are the ultimate victims of circumstance. These are schools that have done absolutely nothing wrong, have pretty much abided by the book for the entirety of their tenure in the Pac-12, and they're now going to get left in the dust in a collapsing conference, and their only real option out at the moment, especially for schools like Washington State and Oregon State, is what, the Mountain West? They have created a culture in college football or a structure of doing things that is actively punishing smaller schools for not doing anything wrong. And that leads me to my other perspective, which is the point of view of the conferences and executives 
that are betting uh, benefiting from this because guess what they don't care about the small institutions all they care about is the rich getting richer they didn't care what they had to sacrifice what got in their way all they cared about was getting the most valuable institutions the most lucrative television deals and the biggest networks in their conference they don't care if washington state doesn't have a conference to play in in 2024 they don't care if cal's playing in the mountain west in 2025 all they care about is if washington and oregon are bringing them as much money as humanly possible they don't care how much tradition they have to step on they don't care how many programs they have to leave essentially behind in a bygone era now as long as their super conference is the beneficiary it's a win for them and i don't think that's a healthy way of operating in the sport for the foreseeable future and if they don't care about these smaller institutions what makes you think they care about the fans and that brings me to my last perspective that of the fan the fan perspective is where my gripes with this whole chain reaction of conference realignment essentially comes from because in order to add these schools and bring in this extra revenue what these programs and conferences are doing is essentially forsaking things like rivalries things like tradition the smaller schools geography etc etc for their own financial gain these people do not care about the fans these people don't even really care about the players again as long as they're getting theirs and their pockets are lined, they're a winner in their eyes. What makes Michigan and Ohio State so cool, or Army and Navy so cool, or Alabama and Auburn so cool, is the fact that there's over a century of history between the schools. What makes the Rose Bowl so cool is the fact that it's an age-old game between the Big Ten and the Pac-12. It It's unchanged. It remains untouched. It's a staple in college football. You have conference rivalries like Penn State, Ohio State that are now being thrown by the wayside and will no longer be played on a yearly basis because what you wanted to add four new teams and make more money for yourself. Everything that the fans enjoy about the game is being thrown away so these people can profit. What do fans love about college football and college basketball? It's the small schools, the upsets. And I've got news for you with the new conference schedules and the rotating schedules and these commissioners talking about expanding their conference schedules, there's not going to be that many more stories like Appalachian State in football or FAU in basketball. Because you look at things from a competitive standpoint and with this expanded playoff, because of their conference schedules, you're going to have teams getting into the playoff and competing for a national title with three, four, five losses. It essentially makes regular season and conference title games mean less and less giving fans less incentive to watch because guess what if i'm going to use michigan as an example because i'm a michigan fan if michigan goes out there and loses to east carolina without jim harbaugh week one if next year the 12 team playoff was in place it doesn't matter because they know they've got opportunities against washington they've got opportunities against oregon if they win eight games they're guaranteed a shot at the national title Meanwhile, the problem of schools like UCF and Cincinnati having to scratch and claw their way into the playoff is only going to get bigger. These schools are going to have to be flawless in order to gain that group of five playoff bid, while schools in the SEC and Big Ten with five, six losses are continually getting bailed out by this new system because of the super conference structure. Again, what's the common theme 
in all of the perspectives I've just given you, whether it's the schools, whether it's the institutions, whether it's the executives, whether it's the conferences, greed. Greed has driven every single one of these major conference realignment moves. None of this is about tradition. None of this is about the players. They've forsaken all of that, completely thrown it by the wayside in order to line their pockets further and make as much profit as humanly possible. And that is why I could not disagree more with what is going on in the world of college football right now. It'll ultimately be interesting to see how things play out going forward, if this model is sustainable, how the fans react to this, if or if they don't make their voices heard. I'm certainly going to watch regardless because, as I said in the beginning, we're witnessing history before our very eyes. This is unprecedented. We've had conference realignment and expansion in the past, but we've never had entire conferences essentially collapse or very rarely essentially collapse while other conferences get bigger and better, specifically only two of them. We're in uncharted waters. In the end, I'm excited to see where things go. But looking at things from the perspective of a fan and seeing how the people in charge of the sport are currently operating, there's always a part of me that's going to feel wrong about this, if that makes any sense. Because all the things we love about college football, whether that be tradition, whether that be rivalries, whether that be upsets, those are all getting minimized and basically taking a backseat to money. You shouldn't care about how much money your school is making so they can now afford a flight from Eugene, Oregon to Piscataway, New Jersey. Because guess what? They don't care about you. 